Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, we're now beginning that uh, uh, journey to the holidays. It's Thanksgiving is almost here, and um, and then Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> and it's a time when we're all beginning to get a bit nervous because uh, starting to think about all the shopping we have to do shopping and perhaps cooking and all of the stress that that puts on us at a time when there is already so much stress just listening to the news. Now, many of you will know that um, I usually, uh, I spend a lot of time on this show or, uh, or a lot of different shows analyzing the news, taking a psychological look behind the news, giving you the real scoop, telling you how it's going to affect you or is already affecting you. Um, particularly in regard to terrorism. And um, and it's very important um, for our mental health to uh, not always be... Um, I mean, some the news these days is just so incredibly depressing that we can't get stuck there. Now, I actually happened to have gone last weekend to an incredibly wonderful conference um, on terrorism, the real truth about terrorism, and um, I will be having guests in the future to talk about some things that you have not heard. I promise you, you have not heard in any of the mainstream media. Um, but in anticipation of that and the holidays, I thought what we all needed <laughs> was an uplifting show, um, and certainly one that will help us to um, get our dreams on properly as we approach this season, and as we, uh, the season also tends to bring um, more frightening news as well. So I think what we need to do is start on a journey, not just towards the holidays, we don't really have much of a choice about that, but a journey towards um, becoming a professional dreamer ourselves, and not dreamer in the sense of, um, you know, uh, Walter Mitty, um, <laughs> castles in the sky, never going to happen kind of dreams but really uh, dreams that you can actually make come true because that that is the key, uh, regardless of what time of year it is. It is so important to control or try to control to the extent that you can, and, and you can more than you think, your own destiny. That is really the message. And so who did I have um, to make a, uh, to call upon to make a house call to Dr. Carol's couch, but the professional dreamer, Galil. And welcome to the show, Galil. Hello. And the name of today's show is, Isn't It Time You Turned Your Fondest Dreams into Reality? And in fact, uh, it, it, the time was yesterday, but you can still catch up. So welcome to the show. And uh, Galil, why don't you, before you tell us all how to become professional dreamers for our own lives, 
I'd love to hear about what turned you, because obviously this is a path that is off the beaten track, and I'd love to know, and I'm sure my listeners would love to know, what got you off the beaten track to pursue something that you call or become someone that you call a professional dreamer? Oh, goodness, I'm sure you're going to hear my passion come out as I talk about this. It it was simply an amazing experience that really brought me to switch my entire life and dedicate myself to getting this simple information out to everyone that we can take our dreams and turn them into reality. In fact, it's what we're already doing in every moment of the day. We are thinking and feeling and acting. We're being and we're creating the things that we're being. So for me, this was so important because I grew up in a lot of abuse. I, I, I pretty much spent my life with my biggest dream to be safe and, you know, not upset anymore and, and not afraid. And, you know, I just struggled. I struggled at everything, and I was so full of deep-rooted fears, thinking I'm not worthy, you know, I don't deserve anything. Deep down, I really felt that it was my lot in life to struggle, that, you know, the universe would hold up hope in front of me like a carrot, and its its reason for doing so was that I would lift myself up just long enough that when the carpet was pulled out from under me again, it was really, really going to hurt, so... I was moving through life like this, and not surprisingly, this turned me into a type A personality. I had to be a perfectionist all the time. I was a complete worrywart. I used to say, nobody on the planet has to worry because I literally do enough for everybody. And beating myself up constantly over the littlest things. They'd go over and over in my mind. They'd cause me to cry for days. You know, I was so overly sensitive. And I was just moving through life like this, moving through work like this. It felt like every day I got up and put on my personality the same way I put on a pair of clothes. And I put on what I thought would please the most people because Mm. every day was this fear that I'm going to lose attention, affection, or love. And and I already didn't have any. I couldn't afford to lose any more, and I had to desperately hope I could get some. And that was me, and all of that, a life, almost 40 years of that, really just I was eating myself up from the inside out. And eventually we create the conditions of our life. We think and feel and do. We be and we create what we're being. I eventually manifested exactly this, that my body was eating itself from the inside out. I became very, very ill. The nucleus of my cells turned in on themselves and and just started eating the cells. So... You know, at first I I, I felt like I had a cold all the time. Then I kept saying I had this never-ending flu. Then I lost incredible weight to the point that 
you know, people were offering to walk me to my car or spend quiet time with me so they could get me alone and say, what's happening? What's going on? It was, it was so obvious. And then my skin broke out. And while I know this is very unpleasant, it was really, I think, one of the worst things for me. I started to get covered in a rash which turned into sores. They were seeping all the time, and it was literally my whole body. And from there, my the lining of my bladder became so scarred that I had no control over my bladder. My kidneys were deteriorating. My liver completely deteriorated. I was nauseous all the time and in extreme pain. And what I find amazing is I tolerated it. I tolerated it for six years, and I didn't just tolerate. Yeah, (laughs) and and not just tolerate. I patted myself on the back and said, "Oh, what a good girl you are, and how strong you are." And I received the same kind of reinforcement and reward from other people. Good for you. And you know, it's amazing to me that in life we're so taught to tolerate, and yet. Unpleasant conditions are there to be a red flag to say, excuse me, you know, you need to take a look here. So I went through this for about six years and finally it was so bad. The pain was so extreme. I, I couldn't move. It was virtually impossible. I stopped working. I didn't get an immediate diagnosis. I ended up not getting insurance. I lost my job. I had no money. My husband of uh, almost 13 years left me. I couldn't quite feed myself. I certainly couldn't go and get food. I was relying on neighbors and just really rock bottom, lost everything and didn't know where I was going to be in a month's time. And one night, you know, I don't know why that night, I think... There comes a time for all of us when we say enough is enough. And one night I gave in. I I didn't give up. I think deep down we all know there is an answer. But I decided, okay, maybe I'm never going to find that answer. Maybe it's, it's not for me. But you know what? I give in. If there is an answer, I exist. I'm here. So the answer can come to me. And Here's what's amazing. I didn't realize it at the time, but that moment I declared myself worthy. It was the first time in my entire life where I actually believed it was possible that I could receive something without struggling for it, without paying for it, without sweating for it. Something could actually come to me that I might deserve it. And I find that so motivating because I say to everyone, declare yourself worthy now, today, every day. And I don't, I don't pretend to think we're light switches. I certainly didn't believe that decision when I made it. And I certainly wasn't even aware I was making it. I didn't understand it. And yet, that decision, opening the door that much to say, maybe I matter, maybe I'm worthy was enough. It was enough to engage that divine force we all share that just led me down an entirely new and better path. And that night, I got up and I had the first clearest 
thought in my whole life. I thought, I want to make a cup of tea. And I know that sounds odd, but it was the first time in my life where I thought something, and it wasn't accompanied by this army of clutter saying, well, what if you don't have a teacup in the house? What if you don't have any tea? What if you can't get off the couch? What if, what if, what if? It was the first time I had a true desire. I willed for a cup of tea and nothing else would do. I believed I could have a cup of tea. I expected it, expected it to the point that I could taste it in my mouth already. And I loved it. I loved this decision. And up until that point, I couldn't even tell you what I liked in my life. I had this true, clear, organized, detailed desire, a cup of tea. And so, you know, no surprise, I got off the bed and I started to walk to the kitchen and I got halfway there. And the only way I know to describe this What happened next is I just felt completely stopped from all four sides. I knew to stop as if someone was calling my name, but I didn't hear anything. And the first thing that went through my mind is time has stopped. And then I thought, I'm not breathing. I've died. My heart has stopped. And then I thought, I can't move. And then I thought, maybe I won't move. Maybe I don't want to break this spell. And then things started to feel perfect and so still. And it was as if the entire universe became words. And I stepped into those words. I became them, and so I understood them. And those words were these. You are everything you need to be. And everything you need is in you. And that was it. After that, I had an experience that so many people have said to me, this is a profound spiritual awakening. And all I can say is I haven't found words to describe it. Otherwise, it it was profound. I felt that I experienced it was like somebody pulled back the curtain on the physical world And for a moment, I saw everything going on behind the scenes, everything behind the curtain, and understood who we are, why we are, what we're doing here, how we create, where the conditions of our life come from. And when it was over, I wasn't changed. I had to apply this material and this information, and I did. And that was the first miraculous transformation from all this information. And when we come back, we will hear about some of this information from my guest, Galil, um, who is the author of a book called Professional Dreamer, Six Simple Steps That Turn Dreams into Reality. And we will find out what these steps are. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The Internet's premier talk radio station, voiceamerica.com. Join Patricia Raskin 
host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on VoiceAmerica.com. At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength. And the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Meyer, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game, tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure, what's up? Um, there's this girl I kind of like. Well, if there's one thing I know, it's women. Really? Well, they didn't call me velvet for nothing. I don't get it. Smooth. I was smooth. Oh. Anyway, it's easy. You just got to impress her. Show her how strong you are. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? I don't know, desks, chairs, people. Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! Try it. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. My guest today is Galil. She is the professional dreamer, and she has written a book by the same name, before the break, she was telling us about uh, her having hit um, a very low point in her life. It would be in anyone's life, um, at which time she had a revelation. And um, I was asking you, um, I was telling you actually um, during the break that I was going to ask you what it, what it seemed to me as you were describing the experience. What it made me think of was what some people describe um, or similar to what some people describe in near-death experiences. And I was wondering if, uh, I mean, you were seeing doctors during this time, presumably. Oh, yes. I saw so many specialists and eventually received a diagnosis of lupus, but rather than it attacking a particular organ, it was just attacking my whole body. And... The, I mean, could it have been, or what have you, I'm sure you've read about near-death experiences. Have you uh, compared, have you wondered yourself whether, in fact, what this represented was uh, a real deterioration in your condition and that you were um, near-death? 
Oh, I have I have wondered to this day. I wonder about the experience. It is, it still puts me in awe talking about it. Transports me right back there. I remember, you know, it was dark when the experience happened. I was very clear about that, and I was standing because I was walking to the kitchen. When it was over, I was still standing, and the light was just, you could just see the sky starting to light up, that it was going to become morning. And I sat down, and, you know, I was the same person I'd been for almost 40 years. I didn't magically walk into a burning bush or get struck <laughs> by enlightening. I, I hadn't transformed. I was just me with this incredible information, but... I thought everything I think anyone would think I'm I am crazier than I than I have been getting myself sick and I must be I must have gone nuts I must have my heart must have really stopped I must have died it's all of this went through my mind So then how did you get from there to now what you have formulated as the six simple steps that turn dreams into reality well, you know, we have that sense of knowing, and, you know, it's, it goes beyond conscious reasoning. And as much as I tried to question my experience, nonetheless, there was that sense of knowing this happened, this is real. And the information was so clear, so powerful, that I immediately began to apply it to my life. And I think in part because what choice did I have? I was dying. <laughs> what other hope did I have? So yeah. I really started to apply it. And within three days, I had someone coming to the house, actually three people, and they were going to clean me, wash me, that kind of thing, help me eat. And I'll never forget. I will remember this moment forever. They came to the door. Their mouths almost hit the floor. The first words out of their mouth were, have you seen yourself? get into the bathroom, have you looked at your face? And it was so noticeable, the healing in me, that for the first time the sores on my skin were actually closing over. They weren't weeping all the time. And I had energy. I was up. I opened the door like anyone else would open the door. And I know that very quickly after that they started bugging me, pestering me, what happened, what are you doing differently, are you seeing a new doctor, did you decide to take the hormones, are you taking medication, and they started, I think, to get a little bit (laughs) serious because I think they were suspicious, you know, what am I doing, and the first time I sat down to tell everybody what happened, I know I took a huge swallow, I mean, there was still that part of me that was a people pleaser and worried about what people think mm. and and I told them and when I was done it was just silence nobody said anything and, and finally we shook hands and I, I thought okay and everybody went away and right away within a week I started getting phone calls from people I didn't know neighbors who had seen them they were experiencing good things in their life People that, you know, saw them as example, as I say, neighbors started asking them. They were, they were applying the information and wanted to know more about it, so they were calling. I spent almost two years in people's basements, in the kitchen over Oreo cookies, um, just constantly sharing this information. And 
you know, I'm, I'm sure there's emails out there, crazy emails of me trying to put this all in into succinct language and and get it out to people. And one day, a young man whose mother I had told, and she manifested everything she desired. She was moving to Florida, met a man of her dreams. He called me up, and I, I was so convinced I could hear his feet shuffling in the background, and he said, would you put everything together in a book for me and my friends? And that meant something. It just, in that moment, I said, yes, I really will. And I started writing the book at that point, and I have to say, the moment I said that, it the urgency I'd been carrying to share this just left me. I just felt mm-hmm. absolutely right. Okay, so why don't you start with the first step? Oh, great. Well, the first step is fantastic. It's clearing, and it's really mental clearing. It is getting in there emptying out the contents of our mind, really taking a look what's there, seeing what's treasure, what's not, and making a decision to get rid of the clutter, the garbage, for lack of a better word. It's all of the fears, and we've got to clean it up. It's it's doing a bit of spring cleaning before we do anything else because You know, we have all of these anxieties and worries and doubts and upsets and frustrations in our lives and physical ailments and financial ailments. And at the heart of all of them are these deep-seated habitual fears. And fear is about loss. And loss is we're missing something. Something's not there. It's like having a hole in us. And it just, it eats us up. And it may look like we have all these different, as I say, doubts and anxieties and upsets, but for most of us, there's really just a few of these very deep-seated bits of clutter, these mental jailers keeping us a prisoner that are holding us back, like I'm not worthy, or I'm meant to struggle in this lifetime, or I have to maintain a certain image. And we've got to get at that so we can get rid of it. We've got to identify it that we can even dissolve it. But there's a catch. You know, 85% of everything we do is unconscious. So how do we go about discovering this habitual clutter, these deep-seated fears that we don't even know we have because they're so habitual, because we engage in them so unconsciously, so automatically, we don't even notice we do them anymore. How do we find them? And that first step takes us through an inventory journal. It's a very structured form of journaling, and it just guides you through prompt by prompt, and you just get at all of this clutter, all of what's holding you back so you can dissolve it, clear it out of your life. And that would be, what, each night writing down or each day or when you think of it, writing down some of the things that come to your mind that that are these things that are holding you back? No, I say that, you know, my suggestion is the first time you do this, set aside a good half hour or a little longer and really purposefully sit down to engage in this. And then each person, it's interesting, each person automatically knows when they sort of get that sense that, okay, I'm done. I sort of, 
I've really gotten at my clutter. And at that point, you know, that might be a few minutes a day after that, and at some point you really feel, okay, I got at my clutter. I'm still angry. I'm still upset. I'm still frustrated, but Mm -hmm. I clearly know what this is. And at that point, you bring it into your day-to-day life, and here's what is so important about this information. It's reminding us that creation is taking place in every moment of the day. We can go sit down and visualize for an hour or do this for half an hour or pray for an hour, but creation, the universe, God, is still listening to us the other 23 hours a day. So it's bringing it into practice in our life moment to moment so it eventually becomes habitual because how did we become who we are now? Well, we repeated ineffective habits over and over again until they became so deeply ingrained in our consciousness, they're habits. So how do we overcome? How do we change these quote-unquote bad habits? Well, in the same way they were created, we repeat an effective habit mm-hmm. over and over again until that's deeply ingrained. So. Once you identify the clutter, there's a process for just doing it throughout the day, moment to moment, very naturally. It becomes automatic. Okay, and that uh, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to what you're saying. When we come back, we'll uh, hear about the rest of the six steps, six simple steps that turn dreams into reality with my guest, Galil. She is the professional dreamer. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The Internet's premier talk radio station, voiceamerica.com. Ever wonder what are the favorite travel destinations of the Hollywood Jet Set? Where do celebrities like to go when they aren't walking the red carpet? Tune in to Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with President of Traveris, David Manning, and Lisa O'Hurley, golf aficionado and wife of actor John O'Hurley. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa talk with well-known actors, sports celebrities, and entertainment insiders to find out about their favorite travel destinations and what they recommend. On Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, David and Lisa also offer up feature vacations each week and last-minute deals for your next getaway. Find out what's new and exciting in the travel industry, as well as how to raise money for your nonprofit organizations while enjoying a wonderful vacation. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk with David Manning and Lisa O'Hurley broadcasts each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Traveris Celebrity Travel Talk, your inside look into celebrities and travel. Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture who have reached the pinnacle of financial and professional attainment in their fields, only to discover a profound lack of fulfillment with what our culture defines as success. So won't you tune in every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time to Jeffrey Getterman and Beyond Success, redefining the meaning of prosperity, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. At least 90% of sports success requires mental strength. 
and the greater the competitive level, the more critical it becomes to build that mental muscle. Tune into Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. Your host, Jim Meyer, sports psychology coach, consultant, and author, offers practical, powerful, and positive mental game, tools, tips, and techniques. Learn how to remain confident and focused at crunch time when pressure, tension, and anxiety like to make an uninvited appearance. Tune in and tune up your mental game with Championship Thinking every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, Voice America. Bringing you around the world right from your desktop. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. Uh, let's not waste uh, any more time, but get right back to the second step. I think my guest, Galil, the professional dreamer, has sort of... Um, captivated our imaginations and our dreams. I hope you've been thinking about what it is that you would like to make manifest in your life as we now go into the second step. The first was clearing, and the second is? Yes, the second is desire, and I'll just say, you know, very quickly, applying that first step, you can really do that today. Just randomly throughout the day, stop yourself and ask this question, are my thoughts in this very moment, or my emotions, or my behaviors, my words, my body language, are they adding to the construction of the life I desire, or are they keeping me from focusing on the people, events, and things I desire for my life? And if they are, they're clutter, let them go. And turn your mind to desire, and desire is incredible. It's desire, we think of it like an objective, and It's not that at all. It's a process to get to know yourself. Desire has four dynamic elements, will, faith, expectation, and love. And the easiest way for me to think about that is desire is like a craving. And something I crave all the time is chocolate. And when I crave it, boy, I will for it. That is affirmative. Nothing else will do. You could offer me any boiled (laughs) sweet. It won't do. I believe that I can have chocolate. In fact, I can visualize every chocolate bar in every corner store in the city. I so expect it. Again, I can already taste it, and I am filled with love. So desire is this amazing process of discovery where you start to get to know yourself, and here's what's important. You really and truly start to identify with and acknowledge and appreciate everything you do have because here's what's happening. We're mostly going through life saying, here's what I don't have, mm-hmm. and so i got to get out there and try and get it, try and get it, try and get it. This process is saying, let me take you through so you know what you do have so you can start giving it. And you express it in thought, emotion, and behavior. And this is important because... We so often say, you know, I gotta raise my energy, I gotta raise my vibration, I gotta get in a feeling place, but we forget that when we're talking about us, we're talking about all of us, our thoughts, our emotions, and our behaviors. So these steps really help assemble the whole of our being 
around our desire, our will, faith, expectation, and love. And the third step, this has been so profound for so many people, especially myself, it gives you an immediate key to really connect. You, It helps you to define the language of your soul, and that's not something anyone else can do for you. You know, I've been to so many courses that say you should... You know, you should embrace abundance and love. And what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything to me. This is not my personal words that describe how I experience a higher vibration or flow or God in my life. So step three is a process for you to really connect with that higher source and then describe it in words that make sense to you so you can translate it to emotion and behavior and what you end up with is a true print, a print of your truth, your, the heart of you, the essence of you, your soul. And it gives you this immediate key that you can invoke at any moment of the day, and it just, it just shoots you right up there. It just restores you back to higher energy. It's fantastic. And the fourth step, very simple, is asking us to sit down, lie down, stand up, whatever we like, and practice putting steps one, two, three together at the same time, letting go of any clutter in our mind, wrapping the whole of our being around our desire, and really elevating our energy. Because in a nutshell, this practice is saying, look, in every moment of the day, you've got to elevate your energy, you've got to organize it, you've got to be clear. And you've got to be consistent. And the real challenge is the consistency. So step four helps us to just practice. That's all it is so that this whole process becomes natural and automatic and we're making toast and we're, we're doing step one and we don't even notice. We're having a shower and we're involved in step two and we don't even notice. Step five is so important. Step five is really... It's demonstration, and it's what it means is acting out in small, reasonable ways the things we've been picturing in our mind. So we're not doing these things to make anything happen. That is not the point at all. What we're doing is saying we've really got to make sure that we align our actions with our thoughts and our feelings because so often in life... We say one thing and we do something else. You know, I was in the car with a girl named Susan, and she's telling me how much she wants a new car, and I could feel it. I really believe she believed it. All her feelings were there. And I said, we're going to go past a used car dealership. Let's go in. Let's get some brochures. Let's find out. Right away, she said, oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 I'm not ready. I don't have the money. No, no, another day. And I thought... That's that's what we do. We mm-hmm. think one thing, we feel one thing, and then we act something else completely different. So it's aligning our behaviors with our thoughts and emotions. So, again, we're shifting the whole of our being. And the sixth step is automatic. You don't really have to do anything there. Once you engage in the first five steps, your life becomes a celebration, and it it really does you start to understand that things like gratitude and thankfulness, these are not things you have to work at. These are automatic, natural outcomes, results 
you start to move way past that, in fact, and you live in a state of awe. I mean, to the point that someone cuts me off in traffic now, and I think, interesting. You just, everything is awesome and so fascinating. It's like seeing a sunset in every moment, the littlest things, making eggs even. So you feel this confidence and you get your self-respect back. And, oh, I think most importantly, you actually feel comfortable in your own skin. You're just not trying to be somebody. You're actually you without thinking that. It's wonderful. Well, now, I would imagine, especially um, in today's times, that people, or some people at least, are very, that people tend to be skeptical <laughs> of, of this process, of the six steps or skeptical of the, um, of the idea that you actually can manifest your dreams. Um, what do you, how do you get people, unless, you know, except for people who are sort of suffering very emotionally and, or, you know, are in their darkest hour like you were when you first came upon these ideas, these thoughts, um, inspirations, how do you get people who are not in that place or who are just busily walking around, uh, you know, sort of struggling, thinking life is supposed to be a struggle like you were, how do you get them to sort of stop and pay attention and, and um, give their hope to the possibility that this works? Oh, so many things. I mean, one of the wonderful things is that this is shared by word of mouth. Someone has to experience something and pass it on. We had two lottery wins last month, and, and those are beautiful stories in and of themselves, but one of the lottery winners started a huge talk and conversation on the Internet. So, so many people know. And, for example, on the Professional Dreamer website, there's a forum. So people just share. They talk openly. I'm not in there. I'm not involved. So... You know, it's just so many stories, and one person after another, and this is important. It's how we learn. And I also do share a lot of the stories. You know, when people ask, I say, talk to this person, talk to that person. There's so many. And the other thing is, I say, how about this? Just give the first few pages, just the first few pages, a try, and you tell me how you feel. And to this day... I have to say I'm very proud to say that to this day, everybody experiences something within the first few pages. Some people extreme. Their breathing changes. They feel a, a sort of vibration something. Other people have knock-you-on-the-floor personal insights. And this is why this gift was given. You know, the universe knows we're ready to use our power, to stop chit-chatting about it, talking about everything we've been talking about, going with the flow, connecting with source, being one, releasing the past. It knows we're ready to actually experience that, and it knows something more. It knows we have to, because talking about it and agreeing to it, nodding our heads and saying, oh, that's brilliant, yes, excellent, doesn't mean anything until we experience it and it comes from inside us. We don't really transform, shift, or change. I mean, we've all had that experience where someone tells us something and we agree and then we go away 
and we actually experience it. And weeks later, we go back to that person and say, you'll never believe what happened to me. And they'll say, didn't I tell you that? But we have to experience it. So we move from agreeing to truly understanding. And this is, this is what I love about it. Well, okay. <laughs> well, when we come back, we'll talk. I'd like to ask you about uh, some of the obstacles that people find in trying to, um, to follow this. Um, you know, whether it's uh, just being too busy or being uh, overcoming fear or we can talk more about that. Also, perhaps you can give us some stories, some examples of, like, for example, the lottery winner, what they did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll be coming back soon. My guest is Galil. She is the professional dreamer. She's the author of Professional Dreamers, Six Simple Steps That Turn Dreams into Reality. And when we come back, we'll find out more about just how you do this. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The Authority and Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, echopreneur, author, and green living maven, brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily, from hip organic weddings to exotic echo travel to healthy personal care products. Get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson, broadcast each Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Live in the green life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle. Albert Einstein once said, nothing happens until something moves. Will your movement towards realizing a dream, making a long-lasting change to your life, or simply putting a daily smile on your face is just a click away. Tune into Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney and free your mind, open your heart, and ignite action in your life. Host and commander in change, empowerment coach, and international speaker, Scott Chesney shares his insights to making the most out of your daily lives. Scott interviews people who are maximizing their lives, the most recognizable transformationalists and leaders around the world, as well as those hometown heroes that move, touch, and inspire the best in all of us. Stay tuned into Maximizing Life for Scott's one-on-one coaching with callers. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, broadcast each Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel. Maximizing Life with Scott Chesney, inspiring you to live life with passion, purpose, and limitless potential. Wine and Women is not your boring wine geek show. It is rather a fresh, fast-paced approach featuring interesting stories and entertaining segments about wine and wine-related topics through a warm and chatty format that will appeal especially to women, men optional. Hosted by wine connoisseurs and luxury lifestyle experts, Julie Brosterman, Lisa Kring, Sharon Borston, and Jeanette Oku, Wine and Women takes listeners to Napa, Sonoma, and other wine regions worldwide to meet the best as well as the newest winemakers, to restaurants to meet top chefs and sommeliers, to wine-themed spas, wine country getaways, even into supermarket wine aisles where women and wine angels swoops down and helps shoppers to get their wine picks and more. Women in Wine broadcasts each Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Women in Wine, enjoying life one sip at a time. 
the powerhouse of Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about, isn't it time you turned your fondest dreams into reality? And my guest helping us do this is professional dreamer Galil, the author of Professional Dreamer, Six Simple Steps to Turn Dreams into Reality. Now, you sort of um, uh, teased us with this <laughs> little uh, note about how somebody who, fo- two people who followed your uh, advice or your plan or your secrets um, uh, have won the lottery. This is in Canada, right? Yes. And um, you were telling me off the air that one of them was your webmaster that put, <laughs> that put you into a little bit of a, you, now you have to dream about a webmaster, a new webmaster. Yes. Exactly. Well, the one lady was down in the U.S. and on the eastern coast, and the webmaster, you know, I asked him his desires. He wouldn't tell me. And finally, after two months, I think, of seeing, you know, what everyone could do, he came to me and said, well, mine's to win a lottery, ha, ha, ha. And I said, look, I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter. Everyone has a dream, and everyone can achieve that dream, but you have to know how, and here's how. And For the first two weeks, he approached it like a lot of us do. You know, we read it, we understand it, so we kind of convince ourselves we're doing it Mm -hmm. because we we contemplate it now and again. We muse over it. But eventually, after that two weeks, he said, okay, and he put in persistent effort. Again, consistency is key. Put in those few minutes each day then brought it into his daily life so it just became natural and automatic so you never have to take time out to do it anymore. It's just who you are. And then and then his dream came true. So we it's sort of something in the community right now that, that poor Galil's out there looking for the next <laughs> goddess of development. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what are some of the things besides uh, money that people dream of that where perhaps another story or two where um, they actually achieve their dreams? Oh, gosh, there's so many. One of the most moving to me is three women who healed of cancer, and that that really came down to the first step. It's It's really about releasing the fears, the clutter, that is really allowing, you know, that ailment to be there as, as in my condition. So that's very moving. This month we had colitis, people healing of colitis and arthritis and fibromyalgia. Um, We had a young couple, I love this story, that they were in a restaurant talking about manifesting a car. And, you know, they were talking about a second-hand car because it's all they could believe at that time. That was Uh as big as their perception was. And a woman walked up to them and said, look, I've just realized I've come to the wrong restaurant to meet my friend. i got to go. Here's the keys to my car. It's worth probably a couple thousand. I can't be bothered with it. You sound like a good mechanic. You want it. It's yours. Here you go. I mean, she had overheard them? Yeah, she overheard them talking. Wow. They were, you know, writing out their desire on a napkin in the in the restaurant. I love that story. Wow. <laughs> and just, you know, just right down to anything, money, relationships, you know, manifesting 
the perfect relationship because, again, this comes down to knowing ourselves. And most of us, if we took time out today and wrote, I am, and just write a paragraph, just one paragraph, it is a struggle for most of us, a real challenge. So finding who we are and knowing what we have to give, all of a sudden, almost instantly, we just manifest that perfect mate, that partner. It's so easy. Well, have you, um, you mentioned that your husband left you um, when you, (laughs) at the beginning of all of this. So have you manifested a relationship? Oh, I manifest it three times a week. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Now that I know how easy it is, oh, I've smartened up. (laughs) You know, it's funny, so I have to admit, that hasn't been, um, you know, the main priority. For me, my first desire was health, obviously, to heal. Uh, money, I wanted to put the book together, and I was convinced because I had read two articles that said you have to have $40,000 to approach publishers and etc. So that was the second desire and manifested little things in a home and and all of that. So, And now, really, it's just constantly being available that mm-hmm. I can make this incredibly accessible and get it to as many people as possible. Well, um, I, I can't tell you how important it is for, and I want to tell all my listeners how important it is for us to be manifesting our dreams and to not be wasting any more time about it because um, whether it's global warming or terrorism, <laughs> Um, we really may not have as much time as we think. The world is going insane. And um, the only way to stop it is if we all, if, each, as, if everyone around the world uh, manifested their dreams, and obviously not dreams to uh, kill or hurt other people, but um, if everyone was able to manifest their own deepest wishes and desires and dreams, um, there wouldn't be as much... Uh, brutality around the world and there wouldn't be this much disrespect for our planet. So this is really something that, um, you know, if you want to convince yourself, perhaps no one's going to judge your dreams if you, if you want to win the lottery or you want a car or a relationship or whatever it is that you want. The point is uh, to feel empowered by being able to manifest your dreams. And... Um, I, I guess that's the, in fact, the subtitle of this book is Learn to Use the Powerful Energy of Your Thoughts to Manifest the Life You Want. And uh, imagine if we all did this on a global scale, just how much better the world would be, not only each of our lives, individual lives. So, um, Galil, I really uh, uh, wish you all the best. Um, so that you can continue to spread the word. Now, um, I know that you do, in addition to this book, you also do seminars. And I will give out the website that people can reach you on, um, either to get the book or to to contact you personally um, to ask you to do. Is there Are there any seminars coming up that are open to? Yeah, if they go to professionaldreamer.com, on the first page they can enter a name and email and receive a free 90-minute ebook that will get them started on every step. And then they can contact me for courses they're offered to the community, and they just contact me at galil 
at professionaldreamer.com, G-H-A-L-I-L. And right now, if somebody's purchasing a book, I'm accepting that as tuition into the healing courses and the make money courses, and that's what the community wants to work on right now, so that's what we're doing. And where are are these courses in Vancouver, or they're over the phone? Oh, and uh-huh. they're a little bit personal because we've got people attending from Costa Rica, Lebanon, who of course don't have access to phones. We have people attending who are deaf, who are blind. So once I make contact with the individual people, we set up and arrange what's appropriate. So oh, you mean a one-on-one course? It's um, Most people can make it to a group at a particular time, but quite often it's true. I do end up doing quite a bit of personal coaching with them, and it's, it's why I'm very, I'm very selective. People do have to, co- you know, contact me directly, make arrangements. So. Uh-huh. Okay, and that was professionaldreamer.com, and then Galil at professionaldreamer.com, which is G-H-A-L-I-L. And also the book is available at Amazon and and where else? Uh, pretty much any bookstore, Coles, Indigo, Chapters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those are obviously Canadian bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forget the Coles. You've got Barnes & Noble. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. And I would um, recommend that all of my listeners try it. Um, both this is a perfect time to start. I mean, you you still have time before Thanksgiving. This, if you start, if you start it now, you will undoubtedly have things to be grateful for on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, thank you again very much for joining me on Dr. Carol's Couch. Thank you, and um, to all of you again, my fondest dreams that you uh, try your fondest dreams, try turning them into reality, try this. You don't, you don't have anything to lose. I think the hardest part is, is sort of uh, the first step, confronting the things that um, you want to clear out of your mind. But once you get over that hump, which is a useful hump to get over, <laughs> you'll be on your way. So thank you for joining me on Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, on voiceamerica.com. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.